Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. So excited to be with you all once again on another super fun show. I'm actually really excited about this one, even though I've already recorded it. We did it live just a few minutes ago, and this show is just so fun. Like, there's so much back and forth interaction as we talk about Disney confessions. You know, those things that maybe we're proud of or not so proud of, or things that people expect us to have done, but maybe we haven't. Might be a little bit ashamed to admit it. Anyway, we talk about that. We talk about some Disney news and a special re-showing of a fun nighttime spectacular from Disneyland that we will be re-showing next week. So thank you all so much again for tuning in for another fun episode, and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is October the 12th, 2021. And our question of the day, as we just had it up there a moment ago in our pre-show, is what is your Disney Parks confession? What is your Disney Parks confession? Now, I'll admit, tonight's show is largely driven by live interaction. So, people that have commented on the the question of the day post earlier on my personal feed. I will be sharing just your first names, but folks that are commenting live, uh, I will pop your comments up there and they'll be able to see your first and last name. Uh, and we'll kind of talk back and forth and banter because there's some pretty hot topics. Like you'd, you'd be surprised or maybe you're not if you're a Disney fan, how viral or how like what <laughs> are you serious? Kind of kind of interaction that you, that you'll get for some of these things. And uh, that definitely happened to me last week. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. So, again, tonight's show is going to be mostly built on our live responses and live interaction. We'd love for you to share this on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you may be watching. Send a text link to a friend, what have you, and let them know to tune in. Uh, so, would greatly appreciate that tonight. So, let's talk about some Disney news before we get into our conversation together. Some Disney news. Uh, basically, got three things on here, and then got one little news bulletin for Travel Tips Tuesday I want to chat about here in just a minute. Uh, the first of which are the early booking windows for Disney News early booking windows for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser are open, and that is for Club 33, Golden Oak residents, annual pass holders for uh, Walt Disney World, DVC owners, and Disney Visa card holders uh, as well. So if you qualify for one of those, there's a regular window that is open uh, for right now for you. We'd love to get you in uh, on those. And if you have questions about that, how to get hooked up on that, uh, you know, let me know. So there are some kind of very, um, I guess, mechanical things sort of uh you know kind of button button things that um that that disney sort of has in place to sort of control the chaos because it has been uh, chaotic when we've you know called in to try and you know get people set up and you know long hold times and things like that so uh, we would love to be i would love to be you know, the person or maybe another travel agent, a travelmation travel agent specifically would love to be the person to kind of help you out with that and get you set up on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in one of the, the sailings, if you will, that's going to be coming up starting uh, in March. So please uh, send me a message on that. Drop that in the comments. We'll love to chat with you about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Secondly, we found out uh, just a couple of days ago that Disney Genie uh, and Genie Plus and Lightning Lane will be going live on October the 19th. That is approximately one week from today. So unfortunately, one week from today, I will not be doing a live show because I'll be in Disneyland out in California. Uh, but, but I will have a recorded 
uh, rebroadcast of one of the former Disneyland nighttime spectaculars. If you're a fan of Wishes, definitely check it out. Uh, definitely check it out. I want to pop this up there for you. So we're going to have a re-showing of Remember Dreams Come True nighttime fireworks at Disneyland Park. This was shot about three years ago, almost to the day. And this was not planned. just happened to be coincidental. Almost to the day, three years ago, uh, of when I saw this back then. And again, if you loved Wishes at Magic Kingdom in, in Walt Disney World, you will love this show. At least just the soundtrack. You know, I'm not saying anything about the video quality, but the soundtrack, just the overall environment, the audience interaction is so good. And it's just so fun uh, to, to be a part of that. So part of my sort of 50th nod to Walt Disney World, this is the closest thing I've got to having wishes on tape or recorded, if you will. So I thought I'd drop that in there uh, for the interwebs for you all to enjoy that uh, next week while I'm on location. Thirdly, oh, oh, by the way, so I, I just bring that up in conjunction with with uh, Disney Genie because it all happens on the same day, and I'm sure there will be some reports from that uh, coming down the pipeline of how well that is is going on, uh, if you will, to say it lightly. So early booking windows. This is our last thing. Early booking windows for 2023. So for January through May of 2023 for Disney Cruise Line sailings. Uh, for quite a few of them that sail between January and May, will be available in just a couple of days on October the 14th for uh, select, basically, qualifiers. So your kind of top-tier uh, Castaway Club members for Disney Cruise Line and your, and your you know Golden Oak residents will be available to book first. And then as you move down, um, you know, the sort of date range that's out there, uh, others that are other varying tiers for Castaway Club, uh, Disney Cruise Line's Castaway Club will be able to book those 2023 cruises in the first part of the year early. And then, of course, DVC owners uh, will, are in their part of that as well. So if you would like to know more information about those dates, when you can qualify information about those sailings, uh, please let me know and we'd love to chat with you about that. So a lot of great things coming down the pipeline. Great to hear that Disney cruise line is going to be having those uh, early booking windows. Like that's pretty confident. It's a good sign. I think of where the cruise industry is headed. So it'll be a lot of fun. Also some travel tips, Tuesday news, as I just mentioned, uh, the remember dreams come true. Nighttime spectacular spectacular. still up there on the screen. Uh, will be reshown next week on the 19th at 8 30 PM central time. Would love for you to tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope that you all enjoy seeing that. So, Disney Confessions. This is this is one of those things that, well, you know, could could be viral, could be a hot topic if you let it be that way. You know, we all have those things that we wish we could have done at a Disney destination or things that most people think we've done. Like if you read the show description, right? There, Some of us are those people that wear Mickey ears to the grocery store or to Walmart or try to use our magic band for checkout when we first get out, you know, get back from a trip. You know, there, there are those things sort of being in the Disney bubble that we love and there's things that people kind of cast on us as expectations. Oh, they've probably done this, so let's ask them, you know, so... Disney confessions are things that we love. There are things that we've done, things that we maybe have not done that we might be a little ashamed of, and there are things that we've done maybe that we are ashamed of. So we'll see where this goes tonight. Uh, this is going to be fun, I think, having a little bit of a live interaction with you all. So what is your what is your Disney Parks confession? Let us know. That is our question today. This is, this is what this show is built on tonight. What is your Disney Parks confession? So let's go to the comments straight up. 
and see if we have any comments. Oh man, right here. Here's here's a good one to start off. Jess says, "I don't like turkey legs." Jess, I imagine you've smelled your fair share of turkey legs along the way, and I uh, I'll kind of have to agree with you on that. Like I, I love the smell, I love the taste of like. The probably the first five or six bites, but they're so greasy. And I'll be honest, like on a hot Disney day, which is, you know, 11 and a half months out of the year, on a hot Disney day, uh, a hot, greasy turkey leg is probably the last thing you want to be carrying around. Like we've talked about some of the things at Epcot World Showcase where, you know, during the middle of summer, it's kind of weird. They have the food and wine festival going on. You're not going to go by Canada and get a piece of filet and some, uh, and some cheddar soup and like eat that on a hot day as you're walking around World Showcase. Some people do. It's great. It's good food. Like nothing wrong with it. But I'm just saying like there's certain things you want on a hot day and it's not a greasy turkey leg uh, if uh, if we're honest about that. So anyway, so that's that. Jen says the teacups make me sick. Hmm. Make me sick. Spinning too fast. Uh, the sign, <laughs> yeah, spinning too fast. So, yeah, I love the teacups. Um, I will go in there because my kids are like, go faster, go faster. You know, I'm trying to spin us as fast as possible. Honestly, I I spin us as fast as we can, like, for them. But for me, yeah, I, I need, like, a good five, ten minutes to, like, collect myself because my equilibrium is a little bit off uh, when I get off. Uh, Lauren says, my least favorite park is Animal Kingdom. You know, this this is a tough choice. And I know Lauren's a big Disney fan. Uh, I I know her through Travelmation. She's she's an awesome person. And, like, if we were to pick a least favorite park, I'm not going to say what mine is because that's, like, a completely different discussion for a different day. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you. I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Jess says re- regarding the tricky legs, I worked with them. I worked with them so much. I lost my like for them. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Uh, Jen also says, I like the grocery store Mickey bars better than the ones in the park. Ooh, I have a problem with that. Uh, the ones in the grocery stores are smaller and like, yeah, I feel like you get more per volume, but there's something about eating a eating a, a a Mickey premium bar in the parks like in under two minutes because you're afraid that it's going to melt all over your hands, which you know it does. You end up with chocolate all over your like your hands and your face and everything, and like you know five or six napkins everywhere and and all this stuff. Those things are delicious. Like they are so stinking good. Uh, and I just I, I'm a I'm a parks person. Like it's a thing. And I went on the hunt. Like my last my last night at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, was at Epcot seeing Harmonious uh, on October the 2nd. So what, 10 days ago. And we were all like lined up, had our spots for Harmonious like an hour and a half, hour and a half before. You know, Food and Wine Festival is going on. We're parked right there in front of Canada at World Showcase with some friends kind of hanging out. And I'm like, you know, I want a Mickey ice cream bar. That's like the only thing I want. And you would think at Epcot during the International Food and Wine Festival, Mickey ice cream bars, probably not the first thing on your mind, but... They were 
pretty hard to find. Like I ended up getting something else from uh, one of the one of the quick service food stops around World Showcase. I could not find a Mickey Premium Bar. I think I would have had to go all the way over back to uh, the Land Pavilion to probably pick one up where that little food court area is down there. But I could not find one. Uh, you know, I even asked cast members, and they're like, "Well, I'm not really sure. You could probably find one down there." So I'm like, "No, you know, look there, or whatever." So it was it was difficult. Like it was challenging to find a Mickey Premium Bar during the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So honestly, that's on me. Shouldn't have waited that long. Uh, it's all good. Uh, Jess says, "I still haven't watched Harmonious yet. Um, if you can, if you can wait for uh, Harmonious, watch it live in person." Uh, for the first time, Jess. I mean, it is so good. I know uh, cast members are blocked out during October, but don't watch the recording. It does not do it justice. The colors are so vibrant. Um, and I think even the live show that went out, I want to say was in B mode. So the Stargate thing was not working, but the, a lot of the other effects were. And they, you know, there are perimeter fireworks. And uh, I really enjoyed Harmonious. I thought it was a great show. Uh, I liked it more than Enchantment, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I thought Enchantment, Enchantment was a little dry. Uh, there was no real substance to it. There was no cohesive story. There was no emotional pull to it, aside from like basically three instances in there, one of which was Tinkerbell um, when, when she flew from the castle, because that's always going to draw you in, right? But it was not Happily Ever, happily ever After. It was not Wishes. Uh, it was it was a it was a very different show. It was very driven by a lot of the more modern, more recent uh, firework nighttime spectaculars. They had a lot of great fireworks, so there were more fireworks than we had in Happily Ever After, which was good. Uh, the quality of the graphics and the projections on the castle and on Main Street was pretty top notch, uh, but it's it's not super high on my list personally of nighttime spectaculars. I would go and see it again with my kids for sure, you know, and I and I might want to go back and see it again like later on because there's like. Again, you've heard me say this about the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World being there for those few days. There's a gajillion people or bajillion, whatever fake number that I used. Uh, there, there was people like pouring out your ears everywhere. We were camping out in our spots for, you know, hours before the show was uh, rolling on. And, you know, it was anyway, uh, it, it, I would say it was not worth me camping out for as long. I love, it was worth me hanging out with some friends and, and being able to see some fun people that I don't get to see a whole lot. But, um, yeah, anyway, loved harmonious more so than enchantment for myself. The colors of harmonious are incredible. The soundtrack is pretty decent. Uh, the, the pyro is great, uh, is captivating. We saw, got to see the Stargate thing work. It was pretty phenomenal. I really, 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 really enjoyed it. It was so, so good. So good. Oh, you're not blocked. Okay. So Jess says they're not blocked out for Epcot. So Jess, get over there. Um, get over there and take a look. <laughs> yeah, Jen, I feel you on this. So Jen says Harmonious was hard to watch when a tall man stands right in front of you the whole time. And when the fireworks ash lands yeah yeah i I would imagine that um a a little bit that it would be difficult to (laughs) to watch uh when when that happens um it's kind of like you know those people on main street in magic kingdom you know when it's like you're waiting for the show to start and everything and all of a sudden like the music the lights dim the music pops up and all of a sudden all these kids from like everywhere start popping on the shoulders of parents and stuff i feel like i guess uh disney cast members have been better about policing that uh you know for whatever you know liability show issues i don't know going to be there but 
I haven't noticed that as much um, recently, I would say, happening at nighttime spectaculars at Disney parks. So anyway, there's that. There's that. Um, Amanda says, I have never swam in a resort pool. We don't even make it a priority ever. Amanda, a question for you. Have you ever stayed at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club? Either one. Because that pool, Stormalong Bay, at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club is the best pool on property. I don't care what anybody else says. Sand bottom, whirlpool, sun deck, pretty big jacuzzi area, pretty amazing slide. There's nothing like it. Like I absolutely love that pool. It is one of my favorite places just to go and look at because it's just set up so well. Like I, you know, I try to stay there. You know, like I, I stayed there recently at Yacht Club, and then I stayed there uh, with my family at Beach Club uh, back in January. It was so much fun. Absolutely love, 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 love uh, that particular pool. Um, Hope says, uh, I was so sad at Enchantment that there was no Mickey and Minnie. You know, Hope, I, you know, I can't remember, I'll, I'll take it, uh, from you that there was no Mickey and Minnie in, in Enchantment because honestly, like I, I, I'm so tired. That was a 16 hour day for me in Magic Kingdom that day. And I was just like, uh, it's one of the reasons why I want to go back and watch it when I'm, you know, more alert, but, um, you know, there, there were no quotes from, you know, Walt Disney in there. Like there, there was the the show that I'm reshowing for, uh, for next week when I'll when I'll be in in Disneyland, uh, the nighttime spectacular there, the Remembering Dreams Come True show. There is a little short little soundbite from Walt Disney right up front in that, uh, that sort of draws you in, right? I mean that's Disneyland, that's like his park. Some people view Walt Disney World, even though it's got Walt Disney's name on it. Some people view Walt Disney World as more of Roy's park since Roy Disney, his brother you know, finished it and actually passed away just very shortly. I think weeks, uh, like not weeks after, uh, after it opened. So, uh, lots of great comments here. Cool stuff. Uh, Amanda says staying at the poly in November and we have a late brunch reservation. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll make it to the pool. Yeah. Uh, I would, the poly is another great pool, uh, on property. It's probably one of my top three. I would say Storm Along Bay is one, and then Polly and the Animal Kingdom uh, Lodge pools are pretty great. Uh, so <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that works out well for y'all. Cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jen says three months uh, after after it opened, Roy passed away. So yeah, yeah, you're you're dead on with that. So uh, again, if you're just popping on, uh, this is our question of the day, which our our show is centered around. What is your Disney parks confession? Uh, we shared a little bit of Disney news uh, and some Disney confessions up front, uh, but we are kind of rocking through some comments. Uh, right now and uh, appreciate y'all's feedback this has been a lot of fun so far so what is your what is your disney parks confession uh please let us know uh in the comments right there i'm going to go back through my personal feed and give you all a few little tidbits there uh adam says i and again if if you, you drop this in the personal feed earlier i'm only going to use first names uh, but if it is in the live feed i'll be doing i'll be throwing those up there so people will be able to see your first and last name um, Adam says, I only spend two to four weeks, excuse me, not weeks, weeks. Uh, Adam says, I only spend two to four hours in a park at a time before I'm ready for a break. Adam, um, I don't know that we could be friends in the parks. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're a pretty cool dude. Uh, we, we could still do that. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I get that. Like some people, you can only spend so much time because there's, there's a lot going on, especially if you've got young kids uh, or you're just there. Like it's, it's a chill trip and you're not like when I'm in the parks and by myself, I'm like, let's go. Right. Like I want to be there. I want to be present. I want to be in the midst of all the magic and, and all the things. I don't want to just be catching some Z's in my hotel room. So, uh, or playing, like I love playing in the pools, Amanda. Like I, I really do. Sometimes we build in and build in time for that. I will be in January for the Travelmation Retreat for sure, uh, whichever resort I end up in. But, um, you know, I, I like to spend a lot of time in the park. So I'll do that. Again, I was there from pretty much open to close on October the 1st and done some other open to close days and been the last person on Space Mountain and it's kind of creepy seeing like nobody else in line behind you and whatever. But anyway, it's also fun. Vinny says, and and, and I really like this, uh, this statement a lot because it, it, it makes sense, I think. Uh, I think Tomorrowland is the worst, is the worst of all four parks. I think Tomorrowland is the worst land. I'm assuming you mean the worst land in, in, in all four parks. Now, I would say, so tr- like keep Tron out of the equation because it's not done yet, right? So Tron aside, but if Tron was open and Walt Disney World did something with the former Stitch, Stitch's Great Escape, Alien Encounter building, whatever's going on in there now, they're probably storing you know, 50th anniversary merch or something in there. I don't know. Um, or using it as a giant cast member break room or something. But whatever's going on with that, if they would turn that into something else, right, that that draws us into that era of, of tomorrow, of, of the future, like, I think it would be really cool. Honestly, one of the lesser known, uh, more modern Disney movies with a great message, Meet the Robinsons. I'm just saying, throw Meet the Robinsons attraction in there. It would fit in with Tomorrowland. Right, talking about keep moving forward. That's a Walt Disney idea. I think putting something in there. I don't know what it would be, but I think it would be kind of cool. Whatever it is, but again, open it up, do something different with Tomorrowland. Ian's talking about making some modifications to <laughs> the People Mover. That could be fun. Uh, Katrina says, "I love the food in Japan and France at Epcot so much, but I always look to Germany bef- because of the atmosphere." Yeah, Germany does have a fun atmosphere to it. It's more of a like sort of laid back. Uh, not like real kitschy, you know, um, atmosphere. It was more like laid back and chill. The smells are great. The people are great. Everybody's in a good mood. You go to Japan and France, and it almost feels like a little more formal, right? But now, honestly, with the opening of Remy's in France, um, it's got a lot more to offer. Seeing the deep, like when we were there, I was basically, I was in line for Remy for, uh, for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure for a couple of hours. And uh, that's because the ride went down twice. Uh, sort of sucked out a huge part of our day. It was hot, not a lot of air circulation. Bring your water if you go back there. Though there is a quick service counter back there uh, where you can get free cups of uh, ice water. Uh, sometimes you just have to ask if they're not readily available on the counter. So there's that for you. Uh, but just bring your patience back there for a little while. Uh, it is a fun land, though. It is a fun land. Japan and, and France are a lot of fun. Uh, Japan, the Japan Pavilion, Pavilion has one of my favorite stores to go in because it just seems kind of go on, like you go in the front or maybe the back entrance or side entrance, you go in and it like just seems to sort of go back and back and back and back and all these different things from Japanese culture are, are in there. It's a lot of fun to see, see those things. A lot of fun. Katie Lynn says, I love starting early just to take a good Disney nap. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. So we joked around about Carousel of Progress, great 20-minute nap. Uh, some people said Hall of Presidents. You know, there's a bunch of other good napping spots like the People Mover. Fun fact, uh, next time you're on People Mover, if you want to go again, don't get up. Just ask the cast member if you can stay on. If the lines aren't that long, they'll probably let you stay on. But if you stand up and you get out, they won't let you get back on. So there's that. That happened to us. So anyway... Do a couple of couple of rounds, a couple of three rounds on the people mover. Uh, Audrey says, I cry every time with the fireworks, every time, even if I saw the same exact show the night before. Yeah, some of the shows are pretty awesome. Like, they, they do a good job at evoking uh, emotion and sort of drawing you into the message. Illuminations, Reflections of Earth is, uh, by far, has been one of my favorite shows for a long, long time. Even going back to the Millennium Celebration, I have the Illuminations, Reflections of Earth CD sound. Yes, a CD. Remember those things were like round and shiny and... You know, people used to dangle them from their mirrors and make, like, Christmas ornaments out of them and stuff. Yeah, I actually have that in my CD player uh, in my car, which I still do have a CD player. Um, yay for my 2012 Chevy that I drive with 140-something thousand miles on it, rocking it out. But I do love that soundtrack. Uh, it is so good. Uh, it's so well-written, and it's it's a great, great piece of music. But I love the, I love the message that a lot of the nighttime spectaculars, spectaculars uh, bring out. Uh, Jess says, I like food and wine better than Flower and Garden. Uh, I'll have to agree with you on that. Uh, Flower and Garden is something really fun about that. Just sort of the, the nature of springtime itself and seeing all the fun topiaries and flowers and everything that are out. Uh, but if if you're a foodie, which Jess, I know you like to cook. Um, yeah, the, I can completely see why uh, why food and wine would um, would work would work well for you. So let's pop back over to the comments section real quick. Cause it is, um, it is, Ooh, it's pretty alive right that. So I've kind of been going down the list here. <laughs> so cool stuff. Let's pop over. Uh, da, 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 da. Jen, Jen says, um, the hall of presidents move, move me to tears. So Jen, you're not the only person, uh, I've talked to that has said that, like, I know people that, um, I think it was my friend, maybe my friend, David Dollar, that some of you all may know, uh, claps at, um, every president that is, you know, existed within his lifespan will clap for. And there are people that genuinely get, you know, energized by that show. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but that the, this, the, the overall message of it is, is pretty great. Like, I think there's something about American American history that's wonderful. The American Adventure over at Epcot uh, is also another good one. Uh, that one, I think, moves me more than Hall of Presidents does uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, Hope says, I was so sad in Enchantment that there was no Mickey Minnie. We chatted about that for a little bit. Uh, da, 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 da. Amanda says, no, pictures look great, but we're all we're park all day kind of people. Uh, Jen says, is that the Pirate Slide Pool? Yes, over at the Yacht and Beach Club. That is the Pirate Slide Pool, which did go under a slight refurbishment uh, in early spring, late winter, early spring this past year, uh, but it is open for sure. Let's see here. Who else we've got on tonight? Cool stuff. Um, Jen says, my favorite thing to do at Disney is take photos of families on their phones for them. I love to capture the magic of their families on their trip. So that is like, seriously, Look, if you see families doing that, one thing that you can spread just a little bit of pixie dust with minimal effort um, is if you see like a family or a couple or, or whatever trying to get pictures of each other, you know, offer to take their picture. Like Disney is one of those places where you don't have to be worried about somebody running off with your phone or a camera or whatever. So um, just do that. You know, it helps out. I like it's something real simple. Like, so I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's good stuff. 
good, good stuff. So yeah, some some of you say uh, I love to. So just as he does love to cook, and illuminations is pretty great. So let's go back to our personal feed real quick and see what else is on there. There's a few more things I want to cover before we wrap up tonight, which we will be doing in just a minute. Um, Wendy says I've never had a great meal at Hollywood Studios. In my opinion, it's the worst food, uh, worst park for for food options. So, um, the I would say pre-pandemic, I would probably so you know a couple of years ago or so I would probably have to agree with you uh, on that. But since then, the food options at ABC Commissary have gotten a lot better. Um, even have somebody that says that the commissary has a good chicken sandwich, which it does. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, but the um, you know you can't really compare it to Epcot. I would say because of just the diversity of different you know food types you have from different cultures that are represented around the world. I mean, the, the Epcot is now the land of perpetual food festivals, so you will have something there at any given point from more than just the uh, from more than just the world showcase countries. There's always going to be something floating around uh, out there. Um, but you know, I will say that you know there are some things to look forward to. I love Fifties Primetime Diner. I love that kind of food. You know, it's. I guess you could probably hit it on a bad day, but if you're looking for just some comfort food that you know is going to be good and you can get in and out of there, you won't have to wait long for it. Yeah, I'm straight up. I love some pot roast, love the fried chicken, uh, love the meatloaf from uh, 50s Primetime Diner. Had all three of those on a sampler plate. Pro tip, get the sampler plate. You won't regret it. You will clean your plate and have plenty of room for dessert. Well, maybe. But uh, it's pretty good. Uh, not a huge fan of Mama Melrose's uh, Pizza Rizzo's. Okay, the quick service. Uh, Brown Derby is a pretty phenomenal spot. Uh, I would say that's probably going to be one of the exceptions for a lot of people looking at dining options in, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Though, of course, any any restaurant experience can be hit or miss depending on you know the, the mood the wait staff are in, if the cooks are new or up to snuff, or you know if things are just having an off day. So I try to things. I try to give places at least a couple of chances because you never know what's uh, what's going on uh, case in point space 220 uh, when we went to space 220 for uh, the 50th on our Epcot day uh, it, it was it was really cool experience just seeing like the whole environment the food was outstanding like my, my steak was great hair overcooked uh, but still the flavor was excellent it was tender it was not I like my steaks medium mine was probably a truer medium well or maybe slightly above that uh, but still it was super tender super flavorful flavorful the uh, sides that came with it the potato croquette and I think there's like one other thing um, that was there that came with it had a uh, space green salad that was phenomenal had dessert that was really good uh, all of it was excellent again uh, the wait staff was very friendly uh, but you know, there are just a few other things that could have gone better. Like if you're going to space 220, prepare to be there for a while. Just that's all I'm going to say. If you're going to space 220, prepare to be there for a while. Don't book a dinner reservations, uh, unless it's like, you know, four thirty, five o'clock expecting to get a solid spot for harmonious. So, you know, if, if you're like say six o'clock or later, um, I would say you're probably not going to get a good, decent spot for harmonious most likely, uh, if, if you're able to see it at all. And that's for right now. No, I will say that part of the experience is just sort of being there because you have to, you go into the lobby area, you sort of wait for the space elevator, uh, to, to take you up 220 miles above to, uh, the space station where the restaurant is located. And it's a really cool experience. Like I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying go with your patient pants on and take it all in. 
It is an excellent experience. Would 100% recommend it for a great anniversary trip. Everybody should definitely put it on their bucket list. Uh, but for me personally, it's, you know, honestly, it's somewhat cost prohibitive for where I am in life right now. Um, and I just kind of wanted to experience it for my clients and folks are going to ask me questions about it so I can talk about it as we move in. Uh, we move into the future. So uh, a few comments on the plastic cheese. Now I'm going to, I'm going to offer a couple more closing confessions and we'll get back to one more, uh, one more viewer comment in my confession last week. And if, if you saw, I'll put this back up on the screen right now for those of you who are looking live, if I can find it. Uh, actually, no, I did not. I did not put it on there, but we will. We're going to add this up here. So I actually had and the the background from last week's show was still on there, but I'm going to put the new one up here now so you can see that as it's loading. Anyway, last week I said something slightly controversial, and that is if you could see that, if you saw that when I put that up there, uh, that's sort of the thumbnail image. It has a Mickey pretzel with the cheese, the plastic cheese right there. Now, up until last week, I had never had a Mickey pretzel with plastic cheese or a couple of weeks ago as it were. And that's like one of the quintessential Disney park snacks. Like, I don't know why I had never had one. It wasn't a ooh gross. I don't, you know, it wasn't an ooh gross thing. I've never tried it. I, th I think I had tried the plastic cheese during a, one, a run Disney event because it's part of the kind of little kit of, of post-race food, if you want to use that term, that they give you to sort of refuel because, yeah, it's got a lot of salt in it. And one of the first things you need when you're, you've finished a, a long race or a lot of electrolytes, and you'll get a lot of that from that plastic cheese, that's for sure. Um, otherwise, it's probably not that good. It's not really that good for you, let's be honest. But uh, there are people that uh, drink the plastic cheese. There are people that throw up at the mere thought of it. Uh, it's There's no real middle ground. I just didn't really care for it that much, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, the pretzels themselves were great, uh, especially when they're fresh and they're hot. You know, the cold Mickey pretzels, not super great, but you get them fresh and hot. Uh, they're pretty tasty. They're pretty tasty. I'll have to t try one of the other versions of the Mickey pretzels. I know they've got different different types along the way. Had some churros that same night, so that kind of that kind of saved it. So get gotta get like if you go for the plastic cheese with the pretzel, get get a churro to go along with it because you're gonna want something sweet like immediately, or at least have like a Coke or or something, uh, or something along the way. So anyway, so that's that. My other Disney confession is this, and that is I have never been to Ohana. I've never been to Ohana, and that is one of the things that, like, I tell people, they're like, you serious, man? You got to come with me next time we go, or, or whatever it is. So I've never tried the noodles. I've never been there for meat on a stick. Never saw Lilo and Stitch where they were there. I've walked past Ohana a number of times. Walked past Kona Cafe a number of times. Never had the famous Tonga Toast or any of that. Uh, I just know that it's very well known for its service, the quality food, being in close proximity to Magic Kingdom, and always having a great, great, great experience. I've never talked to somebody that has just absolutely flat out hated their experience at Ohana. So everybody has their different reviews and different experiences. I get that. But uh, that's just one of those things that's like really close to the top of my Disney bucket list. So that's kind of where I am on that. All right, so let's go back very quickly to our comments of the evening, our uh, our Disney confessions. So 
I've never had Disney popcorns. This is a different gin. We've got two gins that are on the show tonight. Jen Wilhorn and Joan Wilderman. Wilderman, hope I said that right. Um, so uh, one of the other gins says, I've never had Disney popcorn. Um, that's like like just as bad as the Mickey pretzels, I feel like. Now I get, when you're in a theme park, like Disney, for instance, that's known for having a lot of great things to eat. Popcorn may not be on the top of your list, but you walk like right underneath the train station, you know, right where the the famous plaque, you know, here you entered, whatever it is. I can't remember the exact wording of it. I took a picture of it, but uh, the famous plaque that's right there, um, and and you walk through, and like the first thing that that hits your hits your senses, like you see the the confec- the Main Street confectionery right there in front of you. But over to the left, there's this little red cart that says popcorn on it. And those smells are just like hitting you in the face. You leave the park. What's the last thing you pass on the way out? The popcorn cart. Like I did the lines always. There's always people there. Always people there. Sometimes they, they keep them like moving through. One of the crazes of, of Disney fandom are popcorn buckets. I will say for me, that is one thing that I don't really care about. I'm not a popcorn bucket guy because like I got, you know, Borkids. I don't have any space to store said popcorn buckets, let alone most of the stuff we've got. We're looking to get rid of things right now, <laughs> right? Uh, we had to do this to be in this new little office space where we are uh, right now. But if you're a popcorn bucket person, you know, more power to you. Uh, I imagine they make a fun souvenir. They're fun. Some of them are pretty detailed. They had the ones in the iridescent colors for the 50th uh, that will be available for, you know, some time. So don't buy them on eBay. Just wait. Uh, you can get yourself some of them. And they'll also, they also have the Millennium Falcon uh, popcorn buckets as well. So it uh, looks just like a Millennium Falcon sort of satchel man purse thing, but it's a popcorn bucket. Uh, so they're pretty fun. They're pretty fun. You know, I get it. You know, it's sort of a thing that comes out and people get excited over them. But anyway, that's that's just me. Popcorn buckets, yeah or nay? Let me know in the comments. Uh, the <laughs> Here's another comment. The Disney... Um, oop, nope, not that one. Here we go. The Disney popcorn reminded me of the movie theater popcorn. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, Jess says, Ohana is great. I've eaten there by myself for one of my birthdays and the waiter was shocked. I ate as much as I did. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a place you want to go with an empty stomach for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, going back to talking about Space 220, Hope says slow, slower in space. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you that. So it's all about the theming. So they were definitely on theme with that, I suppose. Um, Jen says, I'm more excited to get my Falcon bucket than the, the Star Wars one at Hollywood Studios. So... Cool stuff, cool stuff. All right, back to one of our last comments of the night, and this is from one of our regular uh, viewers. That is, and I haven't read this yet, so this will be new for me also. Charles says, My confession is a story. Before apps that allowed our smartphones to do the work, there was my pal. I remember my pal Mickey. You remember my pal Mickey? It was you bought it, and it was supposed to like interact with like different things. My pal Mickey. Uh, we stayed with, we stayed for a fireworks show at Epcot one night, about ten fifteen or so. And we probably twenty five thousand other people started piling out of there. I griped about the corny jokes and the giggling that my pal Mickey had done all through the parks. Just as we were hustling towards the Disney bus stop to leave. He giggled again. He said, if you're trying to get out of the park the fastest, take a left right now and enjoy the shortcut through the Rose Garden. We did so and passed about 5,000 people headed the same place that we were. We got a good spot in line and I said, give me that thing. His wife said, what are you going to do to him? And I said, 
I'm going to hug him right now. <laughs> That's pretty fun. So uh, My Pal Mickey is, uh, is is definitely a throwback. Uh, definitely a throwback for sure. And it's one of those things that did not last terribly long. Um, but I'm glad you, to hear you all had a good experience uh, with it along the way. And one more popcorn comment for tonight. Closing us out, Jess says, I like the maple popcorn in Canada over the regular one. I agree with you. It's pretty good. But... I honestly like the caramel popcorn from Germany a little bit better than the maple popcorn from Canada, if I had to say. So, uh, have I had theme park popcorn? Yes, I have, uh, but not the regular buttery stuff, unfortunately. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we will. Maybe one day we will. So, this has been a lot of fun, y'all. I've really enjoyed this. Um, This is, you know, Travel Tips Tuesday is all the more better with all of you interacting with it on a weekly basis. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Thank you for interacting and being a part of uh, this audience and being there. And, uh, you know, Jess, of course, for what you do as a cast member, I say it, not to be cliche, but I'm 100% serious. Uh, thank you to just you and all other cast members that make the magic each and every day uh, at Disney destinations around the world. Uh, it's so fun to be able to visit some of them and be a part of that as a as a guest, as a guest, and also as a former cast member as well, uh, having that perspective, perspective along the way. Lastly, uh, you know, as a reminder, so next week we will not be live. We might be doing some lives and some stories and some pictures from the couple of days we'll be in the Disneyland parks in California. Uh, but make sure to tune in next Tuesday night for the re-showing that I shot. This is not a Disney, you know, thing that I stole off, you know, YouTube or something somewhere. But uh, this is the re-showing of Remember Dreams Come True, the Nighttime Spectacular. Again, if you love Wishes and the Magic Kingdoms, if you love that show, you will like this one because the Wishes soundtrack has a very, uh, very key role in that particular show. Uh, it was shot almost three years ago to the day. We're looking forward to interacting with that. If you do have any questions about traveling to Disney destinations around the world, Disney Cruise Line, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, Paris Hong Kong, Tokyo, Disney Resort, any of those, or any all-inclusive destinations like Sandals, Beaches, uh, Palace Resorts, or you know Ryu Palace, or any of those, uh, Jamaica, Mexico, any spot that you're thinking about, um, please let me know. We'd love to talk to you about those. We'd love to talk to you about any cruise vacations you may be considering. Uh, again, talking about some of those early cruise booking windows for Disney Cruise Line that are coming up. We'd love to chat with you about that. My travel planning services are 100%, no cost to you, and would love to uh, be able to serve you if you're so willing. Thank you so much for turning in, tuning in, turning in, that's not a thing, uh, tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, we appreciate your support. Once again, would love for you to re- leave a review on Apple Podcasts uh, so we can get the message out to some other folks along the way. We do hope you all have a magical rest of your week and we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.